Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. It's uh, Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in uh, this week. This week, I have a, a colleague that I met. It's, it's almost a year ago now. Uh, when we were in New York City, we were um, both privileged to be uh, working with uh, the motivational speaker, Les Brown, and we met at a dinner the night before uh, we were to be on stage. So hi, Alka. How are you today? Hi, Roxanne. Pleasure to be on your show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know we tried it last time, and it uh, it, it it there was a bit of um, issues, yes, yes, you know, a lot of loudness, so we had to postpone. But uh, luckily, we were able to do this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit about Alka and tell you why I wanted Alka on the show today. So Alka, um, so she's having made she looks she works at her personal journeys in fitness, and she wants to share her love of health and wellness to the community. She basically has three passions, which are dance, kickboxing, and helping people be the best versions of themselves through fitness and being totally empowered. Uh, in her early years, she was weight challenged, lacked self-confidence and self-esteem issues, uh, hit her body then and was wanting to change how she felt in her body. Um, one aspect of her training led to another form of training, and that was to prepare for the world of Latin and ballroom dancing, which I just found out now, having not having known this part to Alka, which I'm fascinated by. I love to dance, but I, you know, I always look at the Latin dancers and I can't keep up. Um, my world was on a high when she said when she started to dance. Um, she was unstoppable; nobody could stop her. Getting recognition from judges was incredibly um, feeling like she was Madame Butterfly. I had wings and had freedom to fly. As fitness is a form of dance, this gave birth to her studio, which is in uh, Toronto, and I got a dream. And so today my dream is um, alive, where she empowers women to take the lead and take control of their lives. Pretty impressive. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Alka, kind of, you know, you, you said you struggled, and it's interesting, um, with self-esteem or, or self-concept, and that got you onto the kind of a path how did you now where did you grow up you grew up you're pretty yeah. international yeah I grew up in England so most of my life has been there I've been there you know most of my adult life uh so was in, in England um so when I said so when I say I struggled um very early on like back in high school I was bullied and it was through bullying that, and you know, being a weight challenge on top of that, you know, I absolutely hated how I was, how my body was, and how I was looking, and how I was feeling. And I was bullied every single day in my, um, you know, at school. So I really want, I was desperately wanting to change how I was looking, and you know, body wise. And I thought, okay, I need to get help. And that's exactly what I, um, you know, that's exactly what I did. 
So I, you know, I trained hard and eventually I was, you know, feeling good uh, through that. And then through one aspect of training, then I said, okay, I'm looking good. I feel great. Um, I was getting toned and everything. And I said, okay, you know what? Dancing was always something that I wanted to do as a child, but I didn't get that opportunity. And then uh, later on, that's where dancing came about. And now wow. I just love doing that. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of us, and I just told you that I was able to get out of the gym today and how yeah. I, I juggle. It's the first thing that goes. Yeah. For a lot of us, you know, it's, it's not the intention to get there or the, you know, sometimes I've, you know, if someone's gained say 10, 15 pounds, it's kind of like, Oh goodness. You know, I can't, I don't want to go to the gym because I look at the instructor and I think, Oh my God, I can't, how can I, you know, how can I be in her class? I can't do when yeah. you, when you made those steps to start going, what, what did you, how did you talk to yourself or how did you make yourself take those daily steps to get, I'm going to assume you, you probably went several times a week. Yes, um, absolutely. So, you know, with anything that you desperately want to do, whether it's exercise, whether it's fitness, whether it's anything speaking, you have to take those steps and no one's going to do it for you, but you, you have to be the one to do it. So knowing back in my early years, and I was weight challenged. I said, okay, well, I have to do that. I have to make the step. I was getting bullied. I had no friends. Um, how did I want to change my life around? And if you, so I had to, I had to be the one to do that. My parents didn't do it. So that's exactly what I did. I plucked the courage and I just walked into that gym. I, it was terrifying. It really was terrifying. And I said, oh my God, are people going to laugh at me, etc." And you know, we may feel like that. So that's what, that's exactly what happened. I just plucked the courage and I just walked in and I, I began talking to someone and that's how I got enrolled in that. So you have to take those steps. Like they say, the baby steps, not yeah. to go in and, and expect that you're going to, you know, maybe do a full class or what, you know, I know when I miss, I'm thinking, okay, if I can breathe in a normal rhythm here and get through this class, I'm, I'm successful. You're, you're fine, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just kind of making those small incremental steps, like you said, with goals. Because yeah. all of us, I mean, with goals, if you think of some of the goals that you have in your life, and I think of my some of my goals, you know, some of them are so big that if you think about it, you get paralyzed because you think, how am I, how am I going to get there? Right. right. When yeah. you start to break it down a bit at a time, whether it's I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to stay there for 20 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's then eventually right. kind of uh, build off there. And that's kind of what it sounds like that you did. Now, mentally, how, how did things start to shift for you when you started to go? Well, that mental shift then begins to happen because then when I just had the courage and I had to pluck the courage to walk into the gym, mentally, as I was surrounded by people who were fit, I was surrounded by people who were working out and that gave me the desire, the, the motivation then to say, okay, you know what, this is the step that I had to take, that I have to take to change my world around. And then mentally, when you're surrounding and you're being in that environment, automatically, you know, you're mentally, it does shift. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's very powerful that doesn't matter what it is that we set out to do, 
is that when you're in that environment and you're placed there, you have no choice. You have to, you look forward, you don't look back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, so mentally, that's exactly what happened. I was just in that environment. I was seeing people day in and day out and they were just working out. And I said, okay, well, I want to do that. I want to do that. I have to do that. Mm -hmm. So I guess the key is not that I want to do that, but I have to do it because I wanted to change desperately my body, how I was looking because I, I hated it. And so I made that mental shift and that physical shift to make the change. So now you've, you're doing some fascinating things. Like I said, we met in, in uh, New York last December where, um, you know, you coach with Les Brown and I was speaking. You weren't was it, able to. Was it a year ago? It was a year ago. Wow. <laughs> well, no, well, a month less a year because it was the beginning of December. And now we're, we're two weeks off the beginning of December. So three weeks ago last year is when we met. Amazing. I know. And uh, I, um, I know Alka had some commitments. So she was flying back to Toronto. And then we realized that we both lived I, I live close to Toronto and we said we would get connected, but she works with uh, um, one of the best speaker uh, coaches in the world, Les Brown. And I was speaking on his stage and she wasn't on the stage because she had some commitments back in Toronto. Now tell me, cause I'm listening to you and you're saying here, Roxanne, I started where I wasn't feeling so good about me. Right. For lots of different reasons. I'm going to assume, like you said, it started with bullying and that kind of, I'll say that seeps into all that we become if we don't do something different. Then you start to move. How long before you start to dance is my question. Because I, I mean, to get to the point where you're dancing professionally in competitions, I've seen those people like, I mean, that takes a, a lot of work. It does. I, I know lie. I don't lie. It is it's a lot of work and with my coach. So yeah, so pretty much what happened. So that transitional period that I, uh, you know, that I was going through. So when I began, as I was working out and uh, my body was changing, my body was looking good and I was feeling great. I had the energy and everything. So dancing was a passion that I just wanted to, that I, did, I didn't get the opportunity when I was, a, when I was a child. But then later on, I said, okay, you know what? I just stumbled upon a dance studio and I just walked in and I said, Oh my God, this is my dream. This is my dream that I've been yearning as a child, but I didn't get to do that. So I just walked in and I was talking to an instructor and one thing just led to another. I did my first competition in 2004. And ever since then I've been, I've been competing and I was on a high, it was that adrenaline, you know, when you go on the dance floor, and you feel just amazing because you're surrounded by people. Again, it's that surrounding. It's your environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And so now I, I haven't stopped. <laughs> so how long would it take when, you, when you're preparing yeah. for competition? How long do you work at routines before you get, actually get on stage in a competition? Right. So I'm working out. My last competition was in 2015. So preparing for that and other consecutive competitions that I've done is it takes literally, I'm, I'm I was training like literally like three times a week, wow. three times a week. And you're practicing. So mind you back then I was doing 10 dancing. I was doing Latin and ballroom. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Yes, I was doing 10 dances, which is a lot. So yes, I was training three times a week. You have to put in that commitment when you know that uh, you know, you want to do the competitions and you want to do the best competitions. And I was doing everything. I was doing Montreal. I've done major competitions, Montreal, Toronto. I've done Ohio star ball competition. So yeah, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. So three times a week was my training. And then on top of that is the you know, nutritional aspect that you need to take care of. So everything was, and my coach, yeah, he made me like, he pushed me. He goes, okay, you want to do this? I want you to do that competition. So this is what we have to strive for. And every now and then, I just strive to do my best. When I won one competition and I want to do the next one, I always made, um, you know, strive to do my best. Wow, it sounds it sounds like a, a lot of um, a lot of work. And and I would think that you would have to kind of parse out daily kind of what you have to achieve right like I mean talk about chunking down a goal yeah, <laughs> okay, I, <know. laughs> I, I gotta I gotta focus on uh waltz today and I'm gonna do that for an hour and a half or you know and then like you said nutrition so let's talk a little bit about nutrition right because you with yeah. your gym and I really want to hear the experience because with you you speak on empowerment of women and I know what you know obviously like every woman wants to you know do everything like all of us right like i mean even yeah. when you're younger and before you have you know some of us that have kids most women have kids and they're trying to juggle all that and you know keep the business going or keeping a job and, and keeping a home and trying to have friends it's it's, it's kind of dizzying right it, it is yeah <laughs> you know and but and even in there like when you talk about self-confidence movement mm -hmm. is important but also eating um becomes important so Tell, tell me a little bit about um, kind of what you guys do at the gym with women that might come in. Let's say they're kind of like you. They've never seen, you know, never, maybe never gone past the front door of a gym and they're coming in and they're wanting some help. How do you kind of uh, assist them um, when they come in? Right. Well, what happens like, for example, I, I had a, I've, I've got a client and she's been with me now for about a month. So initially, the first time she walked in, as some people, when they walk in, like they say, okay, you know, I've never worked out. I like energy. I'm very tired. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do much. So what I say to them is that we have, we have programs, and I just say to them that, okay, so I take them through a step, that if you haven't worked out, do something don't go and do something that's very high intensity because you're going to burn out and you may not even come back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do something that's very low intensity, like restorative yoga, for example, if you love yoga, restorative is the best because it's not, it's not high intensity. It's not like power vinyasa. Um, although that's for beginners, but I always put them, uh, if you want to do yoga, do restorative. So basically, mm -hmm. I just judge by how they're feeling. And if they haven't exercised before and they lack energy and don't want to do much, they haven't done much, then, you know, just try, try something that's very low intensity, something that's very gentle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then after a while when people have done uh, that, then they tell me, okay, well, can I try other classes? And we have a wide variety of classes from yoga, from Pilates, TRX, which is total resistance exercise. Mm -hmm. And that TRX is, is amazing because it's a total body workout. And soon to come, we have aero yoga coming. Oh, do you? Yes. I've, yes. I've, 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 I've 
seen it, but I've never tried it. <laughs> but I'm thinking, okay, that looks kind of interesting. How do I make sure I don't fall out of those things? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. I had an instructor who's going to be teaching that that class is coming in the new year. Right. So then she came in and because we bought the ceilings, right? So we told her, okay, well, we've got the ceilings if you want to come and try it out. And she did. And it looks so much fun, Roxanne. It does look like fun. It really yes, it it looks like you're playing, right? Like, I mean, which, you know, imagine you're having fun and then you're working out, right? Yes. So for the viewers who don't know what aero yoga might be, so that is anti-gravity yoga, but it is it's so good. And if you've had, if you have back issues, back problems, being inverted is actually very good for you. And you grow an inch taller. Oh, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> you grow an inch taller. <laughs> for all the short people there, like five foot one-ish. <laughs> Probably could try it. Like you, you're pretty short too. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, like me, yeah. So, you know what? Because it decompresses your spine, so that's the benefit of that. Oh, okay, wow. So, yeah, so we have amazing classes, and women just love it, Roxanne. So, when I see them and they choose a modality that resonates with them, that's what gives me satisfaction. And that's really empowering to know that I'm doing something right. That so, is, yes. so that's, that's, that's interesting, right? So um, as part of their, do you do, do um, nutrition with them too? Or is that part no, of, I, no, no I, I don't do nutrition, um, okay. but I will, but I am working with somebody. So in the new year, that's going to be starting as well. Uh, and also what we're going to be doing in the new year is been do, doing workshops. Okay. So, so I'm going to be having like health professionals okay. <clears throat> come in and, you know, just talk to, um, you know, talk to my clients so they get empowered to get the knowledge of what they have to do. And, right. You know, and it's all about health and wellness, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's, I mean, we, our entire body or, or, you know, our thoughts, our feelings and our body are all in one. And I mean, like you're right, when you start to move, then you start to think, wow, I just did a burpee. Like, you know, I've, I can do, you know, and then you realize, oh my God, I've done 50 burpees, no big deal, which I never knew what that was. Yeah. I never grew up in North America, but I used to hate those damn things. <laughs> right. And, you know, and then you kind of realize, wow, they're the hardest. I used to hate them and now I, I can do them. So it's like, you're right. That mental is like, anything's possible. Yeah. Exactly. You know. so, so, so can I ask you, so now do you love them? I, I, yes, I do now. At first I hated them because I always felt like, okay, am I doing another, I look stupid doing these. And then I'd be like, okay, I can't do more than three. And then what would happen is we used to, you know, um, when you go into those different classes where you go to stations and then before you know it, you'd go up there and it'd be like, okay, on the board says 50 burpees. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to go through that. And then before you know it, a couple of months in, you've done it. No, it's like no big deal. It's on the chalkboard. You go up there and that's one of the stations and then you're doing it. So I, I, you're so right when you say, you know, you take the step and then all of a sudden your body, you know, starts to say, well, you can do it. Um, and, and then you think, wow, this is possible. Like, you know, um, or even the TRX, which is, can be quite difficult, you yeah. know, but, but once you start to do it, how you could kind of, again, you feel it in your body and then you know, and then mentally you feel stronger and emotionally you think, I can exactly. do it. That's right. That's right. So, so when you talk about, so, yes. 
Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. When you when you talk about women's empowerment, mm-hmm. and tell me about your speaking because I know that you've been speaking and that's the topic that you speak about. Tell me where the speaking got birth and when you start decided to start to speak. Right. So speaking too is a passion, and I just felt that I wanted to follow all my passions, and you have to. So. On my tombstone, I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be on my tombstone to say, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like Nike said, you got to do it. So <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I'm following my passion and I just felt and I feel that this is what I was meant to do. People have to hear my voice and it's my message. And that's the most important thing. It's my message that I want people to know my journey, everything that I've gone through and to the woman that I am today and what I truly stand for. So that's what really empowers me knowing that I have this voice and I have this message that I want people to know that if you have, if you have a story and you've faced adversity, you've had challenges, you've had roadblocks in your life, do not let that stop you. Mm-hmm. Do not let that stop you because that will hinder every aspect of your life. And that's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just following what I was meant to do. And that is my message and my story so that people can be motivated and be inspired by that. And it's, it's so true, right? Because we all have stories. When somebody says to me and they, you know, they might see you or I and say, you know, you've been doing it for, for a long time. And I said, you know, eight years ago, yes, I had never, I've spoken corporately, but I'd never spoken professionally or motivationally. And mm-hmm. I had that idea in my brain, like you did. And I always loved speaking, but it was scary for me, right? Here I am. I've got the background. And then I write my book and then I'm thinking, now I'm going to speak about it. Talk about, you know, that, that, uh, you know, gremlin in my brain saying, who do you think you are? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm thinking, because I could talk about other people's stuff, not a problem. I've been doing that for years. But when it came to telling my own story and my, that's where I, I got a lot of um, second guessing myself and stuff like that. And, um, and then again, getting the right people, you're so right to help me through that, to say, what have you been doing since you were 21? I go, well, I've been helping people. Okay. What are you writing about? I'm talking about relationships and helping people. So who says you're not an expert to be able to talk about it, right? Yeah, that's right. But sometimes it's just having somebody around you say that. So is that Mm -hmm. what, when you decided to um, start speaking, what, where did you go? Did you go straight to the less about Brown Academy or did you do other things before you actually gone on stage? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I actually, um, because I knew then speaking, it, you know, was a platform and that was something that I just wanted to get into and I didn't know how. So, you know, I just saw less at an event and I just signed up for one of his courses and pretty much that's how it started. So now that he does coach me, um, it's cool because I get to see how, you know, how I am in terms of my delivery when I'm speaking. Uh, so ha- having, you know, having someone who's there to mentor you, having someone who's there who sees you, that how you can do it and how you can be as a speaker, 
it's, it's amazing because you know we all need that because sometimes when you're in the picture you can't see the frame <laughs> it's, not, right? it's not the truth i like that line i like that line but that's true yes picture how can how the how do you see the frame so you can't see anything that's around you so if someone's that looking on the outside and they see how you're doing that is a tremendous help and you know so having a coach having a mentor is mm. great because we all need that and absolutely because like you know i think of yourself like steps you're talking about and it's a bit about your you have been through some adversity that you actually share on stage do you actually share, share about some of the steps of adversity you, you went through? So someone would not probably not think about that if they were just to see you, right? They would think, oh, well, what, what does this, I mean, this woman is, she's intelligent, she's beautiful, you know, all those things. She's a business owner, but they don't realize, you know, what I happened, have to, yeah. right, to be able to get there, right? And they assume um, that, you know, all of a sudden you're there and you're, you're polished and, and all those things. They don't see all those things that you went through in order to get you there. Right. Yeah, you're, you're right. And people may not see that, you know, looking at me, they may not see that. They think, I mean, everything's perfect. But no, once you get to know me, um, there is a deeper, there's a deeper, um, you know, message that I do have. And that is that, you know, each and every one of us, we all faced with adversity at one point. And for me, it was like, it's very, it was very traumatic. Uh, something that I wouldn't want to wish upon anyone. But, you know, having said that is, um, you know, all the experiences that I have gone through, that we go through, that only makes us stronger. And it's, and it's made me so much stronger that I could accomplish anything because of my story, because of my experiences. And I think it's the experiences that you go through that you're faced with mm -hmm. truly makes you who you are today. So I'm very, great, yes, I'm very grateful to that because if I didn't have those experiences, I would not be able to share with anyone and I would not be able to share my message to the world that needs to hear that. You know what I love about your story is that is the links, right? Because how you, like you said, you were, why were you bullied? What was it? Why did kids, did you, was there any particular reason or there was just, this was, yes. in, was this in England when you were in primary school in England? Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, that just bullied me because the way, um, the way that I looked and you know, they, they were just picking on me. Okay. Okay. They were just picking on me. And how many, how many people, really in listening would could probably relate to at some point of their lives if it wasn't even as a child you know corporately even um or being a female in a certain environment or even a man in a predominantly uh female environment we've all had some sense that you know we've been treated badly right and you yeah. know and then you kind of go oh my god this is only happening to me <laughs> it doesn't happen to anybody else but really when we start to talk we realize how much of a commonality that is and even with myself and my consulting when I'll talk to people I'm I'm always shocked Alka how many people will talk about bullying experiences and how it imprinted them about their perception of themselves in the world um, and then they'll be coming to me in their 50s or the 60s and they're still talking about those times when this happened or that happened or nobody protected me because right. they get triggered back to that spot. And if they don't clear it up, they they're basically bringing the past with them. 
That's right. That's so true. Exactly. So sometimes when we have those baggages, um, you know, and we see something that's going to be happening in the future, you absolutely cannot carry that baggage that you've had in the past, dictate what what you're going to be doing in the future with the the partner, with anyone, because that's going to hinder you. And that's really not good. How can you move forward when you have something that's at the back? Right? Mm -hmm. You can't. Yes, yes. It gets heavier and heavier if you don't, um, you know, if you don't deal with it. I I always, these are the things that I say to people when I coach them or or see them in practice. I say, you have to honor it. It happened. You got to bear it. You got to go, you got to go to the root of that dandelion because if you lob off the top, it's going to grow back again and you're going to let it go because if not, and you don't think about all the things that have maybe happened in your life or for people listening in my life, I know I've had a ton of things happen if you don't you know deal with it as it happens how heavy is that load going to be oh it's so heavy exactly it's it's so heavy because it it, it, and it's kind of draining right Mm -hmm. it's kind of draining yeah so you know so with my experience what i found was that you know i just had to forgive and forgiveness roxanne is huge too Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes people say, oh my God, you know, why do I have to forgive? Well, yes, you have to. If you want to move forward with your life and you meet somebody and you want to move forward, say, for example, with, with that person, you have to forgive your past. You have to because forgiveness, we become light. Mm-hmm. Just like you mentioned, perfect, is that, you know, you feel heavy, right? So when you start to forgive your ex, your partner, whoever, your friend, you will feel so much better and you feel lighter. When that load is lightened, you think, oh my God, why didn't I see that before? Why didn't I do that before? Right, but you know, right. it's never too late. Yeah. No, no, it, and it never is. And I think, you know, that's the thing, right? A lot of people that have been through bad things that don't deal with it, they become avoidant. They're afraid then to go back and feel, you know, I think of when I went through my tough time with my separation, or um, I had a loss in my family two years ago, horrific time, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a human instinct into us that none of us want to feel pain. We're not, right. we're not wired to deal with pain. So mm-hmm. we avoid it. And then we kind of, you know, make them a story and then we figure out an excuse. And before you know it, it's, it's kind of going off, you know, like uh, fireworks all over our lives. It needs to be addressed, but we keep avoiding it. And the more that we avoid it, then it gets bigger, like to your point. And, when, and then you have an opportunity to do something grandiose in your life, like have a, a fantastic relationship or a, an opportunity to be able to go into, a, say, a dance competition. And then you, you, you play small. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. You play small and, you know, you feel, okay, well, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And so you give up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so you give up on life. And why should you have to do that? So when, so you, tell me, when you talk to women on stage, tell me what you tell them, because I, you know, I, I'm not saying it. I'm sure there's men on here too, listening as much as there are women, but any of us that have been through a tough time, what kind of words of wisdom could you give someone that's listening and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all, see, all well and good. It's easy for you to say. What, what do you share with women or, you know, people when you meet them to empower them to connect to themselves? Right. So pretty much what I would say is that 
whatever we've all been through adversities and whatever challenges and roadblocks that you've had and if say for example you want to get into you want to you want to get fit you want to get into that fitness realm right I would just say okay well what you need to do is first of all just recognize yourself just maybe just have that mental chatter and that's what I did I had that mental chatter saying okay you know what can I do this no I can't do that so once you begin to really value yourself and it's all about valuing yourself and your self-worth and knowing you are so much better you are greater than what you expect that you are then you know, taking those steps one at a time will actually lead you, get to where you want to go. So you want to get fit, then you go into the gym and then you start to choose the workouts you want to do. So everything is like a climbing um, it's like amino acids, building blocks of, you know, protein. But you're building the, the mountain, you're climbing the mountain, and but taking those small little baby steps initially to get to where you want to go. And that's mm -hmm. how you feel empowered. So when people, first of all, when they see me, they think, oh my God, well, you know, what's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you. Like, you look perfect. But they don't know the deeper issues that are underlining that the message that I have. Mm -hmm. So same like with anyone else. When you have faced those roadblocks, and the adversities that you've gone through and, and you're saying to yourself, no, but I can't do this. No, but I, I want to do this, but I, how can I do that? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can be inspired to do that. So you just have to take the sort of baby step and just, you know, say to yourself and have those, um, you know, mind chatters that say, okay, you know what? Yes, I'm worthy of that. Yes, my self-worth is so much higher. When you begin to say that, Roxanne, you're giving positive affirmations. And then everything does begin to take flight. And then you achieve that. Right. And then I often say that, um, you know, I think that when I was separating and things were pretty tough with me and when I could, when I, when I couldn't you know, lower the voice cause I, so much was going on, I would just surround myself with my best friends who would be yeah. louder than me. And I threw, you know, every year I threw big birthday parties for myself. Do I remember what I did at those? No. <laughs> You know, we just got together and we talked and we laughed. Was I sad? Absolutely. But yeah. I guess it was, so that whole element of, like you said, when you go to the gym or wherever you go, I don't care where you go, uh -huh. and you start to say, is where I'm around, is that helping me or hurting me? Yeah. And who am I surrounding myself with? And what we know about resilience is, resilience is going towards versus stepping aside because the instinct with all, all of us is to protect, to, to just kind of, hide ourselves even like you'll see people like that when they're depressed they yeah. kind of fold into themselves and then if when you start to open up even if you're not feeling it but you're around people that say of course Alka you're you're this or you're that and then you kind of go oh maybe I am even if you're not feeling it at that time right. versus yeah. if you surround yourself with people that are not giving you something positive to hold on to it becomes a little bit more difficult because we all exactly. get through things but sometimes it takes harder, longer and harder times to get through if you're if you're not doing some of those basic, basic things. Exactly. And surrounding yourself by people, you know, friends who who are there to encourage you to like, you know, take you out of the rut that you're in. Right. Absolutely. And you feel so much better. So sometimes, yeah, you need to be around people who are gonna uplift you, people who support you, people who who are gonna say, Okay, you know what? I believe in what what you're doing. But maybe sometimes you don't see that, 
but other people do. And just surround yourself by people who are going to be positive, people who are going to support you. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Because at some point, you're going to pick up the baton yourself, right? There's two parts that we know about self-esteem. Self-esteem might be initially kind of surrounding yourself with people that are good to you. But at some point, you're going to have to pick up that baton on yourself. Oh, when people aren't there, right? Because you have to do it to yourself. So it's having the capacity or the ability to recognize that now I can start doing some steps on my own without completely being surrounded with people that have to reinforce me all the time. Exactly. You know, so they can reinforce you, but then absolutely correct. You have to then take that, take that step and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so for, pe- for people um, wanting to kind of hear more about you, where do you speak? Um, you know, tell them about the gym. I know it's, it's in Toronto. So for people listening, because we have listeners all over, um, where can they, you know, can they come and check out the gym? Can they go online and check out the gym? Those types of things. And, and, and where, where, where are you speaking next? Or where do you want opportunities to speak next where people can reach you? Well, um, I'm sure there will be some speaking engagements coming up. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be speaking next, but uh, hopefully, you know, maybe in the new year, there may be some. But in terms of my studio, yes, I would welcome you. I would love for you to just come on in. If you're in the Toronto area, do come and say hi, and I would love to meet you. So, yeah, this is my studio, the address is 7163 Young Street uh, in Thornhill. Uh, you can go to my website, alpastotalfitness.com. Or you can email me uh, or just call me. My phone number is 416-565-4962. And if you are in the Toronto area, I would love to see all of you. And I would love to say hi. Um, so just come on by. Don't, don't be shy. <laughs> okay. We'll have to make sure I have to make sure I pack my running shoes next time I come to Toronto and come yes, by. And, I'd uh, love for you to get a good workout too. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm actually, you know, putting myself back there. So That's I'll good. This is uh, this there's been. I'm glad we spent the time, and um, you know, I, I when I when I listen to you, I think you know, put on the shoes, get out there, and move. Yeah, good got the movement. Yeah, just move, and then I mean, and then you go from incremental steps to being able to dance in ballroom co- competitions, to being mm-hmm. able to to talk to other um, people or w- mostly women. Um, and I know we, you know, with, as women, we, we second guess ourselves a lot, unfortunately. I think it's getting better in, in, it's getting better, in yeah. generation, but right. even in our time, probably it was less so. Um, so it's, it's nice to be able to see that um, you're out there helping women see what maybe at times they may not see in themselves or they may be, um, it's difficult for them to make that step. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what gives me the greatest satisfaction, knowing that if I can help them, going you know to help them to whatever they're going through and just be there and support them in that in that time so whether it's fitness whether it's anything um i just want to be that be that support awesome awesome yes well you keep up the good work and for everyone listening um please reach out to alka if you're um, ever wanting to find out more about uh, some of the things she's done so again um Confidence is something that you don't just get. It's by taking steps daily. And the more connected you get to yourself, my, you know, like talk a lot about authenticity and mental wellness. That starts with something as small as taking a step, 
or learning to slow down your thoughts or really kind of sitting in silence and really kind of listening to what your body is telling you. It doesn't take something, you know, doesn't have to be dramatic, like, you know, going on a, you know, like a full day hike. It could be something really, really small. And for anyone wanting more information on me, you can go to roxanderhodge.com forward slash blueprint, where you'll, you can sign up for a free course that will help you to learn some more strategies to get more connected to yourself. So take care, everyone. Take care, Alka, and we'll Thank talk you, to you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.